Many of our spiritual traditions commence with cosmologies regarding light. Many children's lullabies and prayers as we sing them or tell stories to them or pray them to sleep at nighttime before we, their elders, parents, grandparents, ancestors, godparents, spiritual figures, siblings, <clears throat> ourselves go to rest, going into the darkness. We pray and aspire that there will be the light of another dawn, just as the Vedas begin, calling forward Ushas, the daughter, the goddess of the dawn, looking toward the sky, saying, My father is coming, Surya, the sun, riding on his chariot all across the sky today. He is coming. It is well. Ushas is absolutely beyond causing any fear. One is taught as a baby that she is a safe goddess. She is a place of the divine feminine, a daughter of heaven, present at the beginning of the dawn or really present at the ending of the night, just as the moment of our conception and our birth and our first breath and our sense of looking up at a face of mother, physician, midwife, grandmother, elder sibling, and father, oh, she who is pointing us toward him. She is receiving a quality of mercy so that love is embodied in us as a newborn babe. And she is directing us to the aspects of the masculine, which are powerful in protecting us on behalf of God, on behalf of the universe, so that we might move forward gratefully on purpose, in relationship, in trust, through all shadow into light. That next morning after the lullaby, the story, the beautiful song of God for the baby, the beautiful prayer, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And so we go into a space of mystery, the baby, the parent, the ancestor, the sibling just a few years older. And what shall we find at the next dawn or that next moment in the middle of the night or the middle of the next day? Light. So an imperative in the soul of the mystic is the absence of darkness, the absence of light unknown. There is a quality of light known where the mystic is so resonant that he or she or they are feeling the light that is coming, the light that is directional, the light that is directing us toward heaven on earth. Always this light is directing us to express our senses toward love embodied never toward hatred, never toward violence, never toward 
causing another being to be against God or against heaven. Hence, the argument with all of our cultures and theologies tends to be the places where we have not learned to entrust our lives to a divine order, allowing this love embodied. So the mystic winces at the suffering we cause when we try to name one God against another and one brother against another and one tribe against another. It's not an adequate way home. It never was. It never will be. So the light is a light that is beyond visible, yet including visible. Beyond what can be painted, yet including what can be drawn or painted. It is a quality that is the very place in the thread stringing the pearls or the seeds or the beads, where the two beads are side by side or the two pearls are side by side. And there is a moment between the breaths of those two pearls or the oysters through which they were cultivated or the people who cultivated them or the divers who found them wild out in the Sea of Tasmania or the seas off the coast of Western Australia where some of the most beautiful pearls are found. A diver goes down and he or she brings up several oysters. They crack them open. There are pearls, two pearls in one oyster. And two of the pearl divers look at one another and decide, let us keep this one for my mother or my father. It's just beyond anything I understand. Two pearls in one oyster. We experience that out of the one oyster are two, yet of one. And in our heart and soul, we know that capacity and we risk it in embodied love. We might tell the person for whom we're working, yes, I found 12 pearls today. I'm, I'm keeping them from one oyster. And we sell the other ones through our hourly wage or our sense of trading. Yes, I received this much in remuneration for these, these 10 pearls. We're not stealing them. We're not taking something that belongs to another. We've gone down free diving and we are very proud of our employment working for someone. And yet these pearls of God that we found, this oyster of God, which was the parent of these pearls, it's a mystic's jewel. There is nothing separating them in the, in the body of that oyster. And we take them to our mother or father and say, look what I found. And our parent has said, oh, I'm so grateful always when you're safe in that sea from sharks and difficult waves and weather and drowning and being misused by anyone in your deep work. And perhaps they sit in the shell of the oyster, which was their parent, on our mother or father's bureau out in their little apartment or home out in Western Australia. And they are so proud of the totality of the cosmos, of the one who created their son or daughter in that oyster, in those two luminous pearls. 
It's really beyond any words we can speak, this love embodied, yet it is of light. Their child had to enter the sea with enough light to be able to see the sea bottom and enough health to breathe and take in that light and that air and that water and that fire of the sun and that earth all around and represent the love embodied to reach with hands into a net or a basket and then swim to the surface and then crack open the shell and say, two in one oyster. So the question becomes, when someone comes in and says, I really like those pearls, do you know how much money they're worth? You know, we could make a pair of earrings. And the mother or father might say, well, they're just so precious as they exist, as they are unsullied, unchanged by any dimension of human action, just our son or daughter pulling them up safely and beautifully from the sea in which they so naturally grew. There would have been a tiny fragment of shell or sand or stone inside of the oyster that would have caused them two fragments, two irritants, And yet, rather than a war between the pearls, they grew up side by side. No weaponry. Just the luminosity of their own nacre reflecting the light of God as they're brought to the surface and out into the world outside of the sea as we stand here upon the earth, on the shores of the sea, in the light of the day and through the darkness of the night, Into the breath we each have this moment, the next moment, and into the dawn. So what occurs in all of us that is of darkness or of shadow is when we enter the next moment that is mysterious. And rather than just allowing that it may be a dark night or a difficult conversation or a place of realization between two human beings, We cause a reflection, not of God's light, but of our own history when it was not adequate in our understanding. And we say, that person is evil. She is not good. He is a shadow, you know. And if another being asks, why do you say that? We say, well, you know, because I remember what his ancestors did. I know her people the people of her tribe. And actually, we then, in eternity, and in the current moment of our breath, rather than facing light, we are reflecting back our own ignorance of the present moment into the future, of the present moment into eternity, and we're missing the light of the moment. So what the mystic does, the job of the mystic, such as myself, is to courageously represent a heroic breath forward in time, through all space, here, now, next moment, here, everywhere. Do you experience this light of God? And we all are out present Will she be killed? Will someone hurt Beth? Will they destroy her? What will they do to her? So I'm really just the 
seed or the little piece of shell irritating the oyster of the human race so that the light of God calls all of us forward into the next breath that we go, oh, Beth is studying the light of the current moment of eternity behind us and through us, this moment into eternity before us, throughout the next moment, into the dawn, into the night, into eternity. Oh my goodness, the life of the mystic. And then the cells of us all become students of love embodied until we ourselves start forming the nakra of our own signatures, pearls of God, seeds of God, stones, semi-precious stones or rocks from the face of the earth of God, or strings of seashells of God. And then when we turn to one another, none of the pearls or seed pods are identical or the small stones that have been carved of a long strand of lapis lazuli beads that are imperfectly shaped. They were just hand cut uh, directly from the earth and drilled and strung and hand knotted. So they're not terribly valuable in terms of the greed of the human race. But they're terribly valuable to me as a living prayer for Afghanistan where they were mined. The men and women and children who dug them from the earth, who took small hand tools and cut them into little squares or rectangles, just chipped them unevenly, drilled holes in them to make them into beads carried them upon whatever burrows, donkeys, camels, horses, their own backs and shoulders, onto a ship or airplane that brought them to the United States, and a woman who strung them very lovingly for another woman who brought them to me. So my prayer is the next breath is for all of those people and all people of Afghanistan, and all people of America, and all people currently upon the earth. And out of all the people who've gone before us, with the blue sky above us, clear or polluted, but blue as that lapis, in our next breath that we breathe, that as we go into the darkness of the night, Toward the dawn, look across the sky. Here comes the sun, little darling. Here comes the sun. And that quality of light, which has never been here before of the next moment, that light, which is one of my classrooms as a mystic, is for all of us. And when a mystic like me has enough courage to embody that love, Hearts all across the earth resonate with God. Oh, the next moment. Oh, that he created. Oh, that she has given us mercifully. Oh, that that great one has set as the map of our purpose. Oh, our relationships are to be 
upon that thread, that silken thread. Oh, as I trust that silken thread, I come from the shadow into the light. And I know that the ancestry you were demonizing and I was demonizing is only because we did not know we are two pearls in the same oyster of the one creator, now and forever, here, everywhere, always, love embodied.